That's one of my favorite songs. That's one of my favorite songs. Brother, this song is so uplifting and motivating. I'm going back on it. I'm going to go back on it. Hold on. For sure. For sure. So fire. So fire. There you go. Peace, Young King. We're going to do the introduction in a second. Let's let our viewers vibe out to this real quick. Before that, 
fire song. It is. Thank you. Perfect. You definitely put us on to some new music. So, um, yeah. yeah, man, you definitely put us on. All right, so let's um, let's do the shuffle. Ready? Peace, love, and light. It's the favorite positive queen desire, and that's desire with the C. Don't play with me. And it's the queen entrepreneur. YBG, aka Young Black God, aka Big Oz, aka OC Baby. And we're here with our very, very special guest and big brother, I am Cat. Well, introduce yourself to the people then. Hey, how y'all doing? I'm, I'm Cash. Um, I have a platform on uh, Instagram, I'm Cash, where um, I teach about the four helps, which is mental health, nutritional health, physical health, and financial health. Just want to empower our community just to uh, do more, be more, and uh, become more. Mm. So you said mental, mental health, mm -hmm. physical, mm -hmm. right? nutritional, mm -hmm. and financial. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. And what, what inspired you? Well, first of all, um, what about this song inspires you? This song, Greatness. Um, the song is fine because it, 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 it relays a message that we are greatness. We right. all are greatness, but uh, sometimes we don't see our greatness or we don't we don't bring out our greatness. So the song inspires me because it, it, it uplifts me. It gives me that motivation. Like I used to listen to it every morning before I start my day just so I can get motivated so I can just be ready for today. So I, I love the song. Yeah, I could see that. And that song definitely uplifted us from the first time you, you sent it to me and I played it. I was like, man, that's a power. Why didn't I? And I'm an old school head, too. So, you know, I'm like, why didn't I hear this song? Mark Steele, like, so now I have a new artist to listen to. Thank you very much. We yeah, he, have got, to listen to. he got some dope music. So you definitely check him out. I see that. I see that. I love it. I love it. So now um, what was it that inspired you to make our people aware of mental health? Health, nutritional health and financial health. What was the inspiration in that? Um, so probably about a good, I'm gonna say eight years ago, I came up with the concept cash, which is constantly achieving successful habits every day. So that was a, that was my brand at first. And last year I wanted to go on an entrepreneur. I wanted to start my entrepreneurship journey. So um, I was working at Walmart distribution center. Some people probably know about it. Um, right. It's where the place where everybody goes to get all their stuff and Walmart takes it there. And basically it's a slave place for me. So I knew I didn't want to work there. I didn't want to create mm -hmm. a career. So I uh, quit my job and I was sleeping in my car at the point mm -hmm. in time. And I would listen to Nipsey Hustle. He had just recently passed at this point in time. Matter of mm -hmm. fact, he hadn't recently passed. It was his anniversary. And I was listening to him and I was thinking about things that our community needs to empower them so they can grow. And I was thinking we lack mental health in our community. We lack nutritional health in our community. We lack physical health and we lack financial health. And I just was like, wow, those are four powerful things that we lack. And if we understood those four concepts and understood the information and knowledge behind it, we can grow tremendously in our community and empower each other to grow. Agreed, agreed. Now, as it pertains to mental health, mm -hmm. 
let's do it in like let's do it in a pyramid like you know how they have the pyramid chart for food right your food intake look up at the camera baby they connected <laughs> so <laughs> pertains to mental health and let's say we're looking at a pyramid upside down pyramid chart what would be our first step into achieving optimal mental health um knowing thyself honestly it's about mm -hmm. self-identity um for me personally uh if you don't know who you are then you're going to be basically just floating in the uh world like a piece okay. of lint you know what i mean and the thing with it is understanding who you are is basically understanding your emotions understanding your feelings understanding what your likes and dislikes and being okay with it and not um trying to be someone else so self-identity is the first part of it mm -hmm. self-love i believe self-love creates an identity it's just uh, self-love when you love yourself and i think that's the big issue for our people i think we feel like because of our traumas that we've experienced um we we feel like uh, we need people to love us we're yeah. always looking for love not realizing that the love that you seek is only going to come from within and then once you once you build that love, then it attracts. Definitely. It's a reflection. It's definitely a reflection. So mentally, especially for um, women and at a young age, because when I was like 15, I wanted to have like a marriage and children at 15. <laughs> you wanted to be I, married at 15? I wanted to be married and have children at 15. <laughs> okay. So I do it. I had peace, peace family. Thank you for joining. They're on Instagram watching. Thank you. <laughs> we okay. got our big brother Cash right here. Y'all should go on peace, to Facebook. Y'all can see him if you're going to Facebook. Please, thank you for joining. So when I was 15 years old, you know, I didn't grow up with my parents. Crack cocaine took my family out. Um, so by the time I was 15, I was completely on my own. I was emancipated, an emancipated minor up in Westchester County. And, um, New York. And, and so, so here's the thing that a lot of people don't know. First of all, we missed this whole part right here. Brother I am Cash, his last name is Daniels. My last name is Daniels. My maiden name is Daniels. My whole family is Daniels on my father's side from Westchester County. But they originated from Augusta, Georgia. Okay, wow. So wow. is that, where are your family, where's your people from? So my family is from North Carolina. I was born and raised in North Carolina and my family is from North Carolina. Um, but the crazy thing is when you said Georgia, I remember my granddad who is originally a Daniels, he said that his, uh, great-grandparents did originate from the South, like deep in Georgia. So it could be a connection there. Um, I don't know, but got to definitely check it too. It'll be crazy. We want to check it out because you look like my Uncle Chris. You just light-skinned. Uncle Chris is dark-skinned. Mm -hmm. Not Uncle Chris, excuse me, Uncle Curtis. Uncle Curtis Daniels. Okay. You look like Uncle Curtis. He's just dark-skinned, but the face shape, the eyes, the nose, everything. Like, you look like, you look like a Daniels. Yeah. Yeah, definitely like Daniel. So we were, I was trying to figure out if we were related because <laughs> I'm like, I told him this a while ago. He doesn't remember. I was like, bro, yeah. you know, his name is Daniel. He didn't remember, but it could be a connection, bro. It really could be. That would be crazy, though. It would be. It would be crazy. This would be the, the beginning of a reunion right here. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Praise God. So, so what happened, like I said, was I was disconnected from my family due to the crack cocaine era. So, you know, I had struggled with self-love and identity issues. And my biggest goal at that, at 15 years old, was to get me a boyfriend, get pregnant and start my family because I didn't have that. So I felt like that would fill every void that I ever needed. 
but that didn't fill the any voice, even though I did eventually marry and have children, that didn't fill the voice. The self-love journey is what began to fill those voids, right? So, so now in my self-love journey, I'm at a point where I don't mind coming outside. I walk outside like this, yeah. right? I walk outside with my head wrapped. Any other time, why am I wrapping my hair? Uh-uh, I gotta show my hair. Uh-uh. I love myself, I don't care. I pop these off, I don't care about no lashes. Last podcast we did, I didn't even have them on, and my eyes are huge. So I'm like, I'm gonna cover them with the lashes, but I don't care about any of that anymore, right? My hair's nappy and natural, right? It's locking, because I'm creating locks. So this is my self-love journey. This is me loving on myself and finding myself, right? And that's important. No, it's, it's definitely important to um, have self-love because when you when you don't have self-love for me, it's you're trying to find it in all the wrong places. You're looking for love in all the wrong places, which is a song. That's funny. But uh, yeah, you're, you're trying to find it in everyone and everything. You're, you're trying to attach yourself to everyone that you might feel like maybe have that missing piece or missing link that you have. But when you look inside yourself and you find that self-love with yourself, understand everybody is connected one way or another but at the end of the day you understand your power you understand your greatness within exactly. that that whole fear exactly waiting on that wait waiting on that ybg waiting on self-love talk to us what does self-love mean to you Okay, you you with family? It means loving yourself. Loving who you are. Mm-hmm. No matter what people say about you, who you are and knowing who you are. Right. And who are we? Like, first and foremost, I think, in the whole scheme of self love. We have to realize that we are who. Who are we? Who are we? I'm looking at your hat. I thought you was going to say something. Young black gods. All right, right. We are the aborigines. We are the young black gods of the planet, of the universe. Definitely. And this skin is a what? What is this skin? What is this? This is a what? This is a bag of honor. That's what this is. This is liquid gold. So that that in itself, black people, should give you a reason to love yourself. Definitely. That in itself. Look at this. We got three different shades of gold right here. We got our brother, I am Cash, he's light skin black. I'm brown skin black. YBG is dark skin black. This is three different shades of gold. And this is they are constantly trying to imitate this. My mom, my mom, my mom always told me it's like feels like nobody, nobody ever called her racist. Because she started loving herself. Yeah. It's true. It's true. And, and, and the thing is, I think for black people, I think it's hard for them to, for us to love ourselves because we don't want to suffer the persecution of self love. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, for sure, a lot of people don't want to deal with the persecution, and it's going to come with some persecution. Anytime you're doing something that's beneficial for yourself and your people, people want to talk about you. Yeah. And that's the thing. They they want us to identify as something else. You know what I mean? And 
the funny thing is uh jake made a post about us being the original people of just even in america and things like that and the thing is they tell us any and everything for us to not know who we are so we can believe we somebody else understand yeah we originated from africa but our ancestors was traveling thirty six thousand years ago everywhere and was selling everywhere so to understand that is to understand that we our home is everywhere on earth everywhere, everywhere. this land is ours period 100 percent. these minerals belong to us period yeah. uh, that's just what it is you know and i and i hope that if nobody don't uh if, and if you watch this i hope that you take away from this love that skin that's how self-love starts with that skin i don't care how black it is or how yellow it is i used to i have a sister look at me look at me look at me come on i love myself i'm beautiful okay you're a beautiful come black on, man, man. <laughs> you know, oh, that's I'm, what's up i'm too bad look at me and he loves the sun come on, i'm too black i want to well, look at me <laughs> and that's a that's a part of self-hate man because i know especially living down south man i see a lot of people with this uh this stigma that oh i don't want to be out in the sun it's too hard i ain't trying to get dark and i'd be like what does that mean like, what does that mean you ain't trying to get dark get sunburned you can't yeah. you and they be telling me i'm getting darker because i go to the beach every tuesday just to sit out in the sun and they be like you got in dark and i'd be like thank you for the compliment like okay uh, right we're going tomorrow we're going to the lake tomorrow so we're going okay. to yeah we're doing a uh, podcast tomorrow on the lake that sounds nice. That sounds dope right there. I'll tell you. I got to tell you. After the show, I'll tell you. You can't tell me that is. Hold on. I'll tell you after. I'll tell you after. I'll tell you after. I got you. I got you. Don't you tell me about a lake. I don't know. Yeah, this is where we're going to be at tomorrow. That sounds pretty dope, though, to sit by the lake and do it. Yeah, I've never been there. So I'm meeting a beautiful black queen there, one of my sisters. And um, we're going to do our podcast there. And we just, we got some great things in store for y'all. So we don't want to get into that right now. That's a, that's another time. But I wanted to go back into um, the power of your thought. Mm-hmm. And again, self-love starts with your thought process. How do you view yourself? When you look in the mirror, it's important to say loving things to yourself every morning. Would you agree? Oh, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. And I have a um, a tradition that I do every morning. Um, I wake up, I meditate, and then what I do is I uh, read my goals, my declarations, and my decrees. They're all over my wall, so I read them to myself, and then I take time out every morning to write down affirmations with my left hand because it triggers the left side of your brain. So I use my left hand to write affirmations on a daily basis just to trigger my uh, subconscious mind. So it's definitely important um, to um, empower your mind and to uplift yourself and to give affirmations and decrees and things like that. Absolutely. It's all right. Even if it's messy, you can understand it. That's all that matters. Oh yeah. Mine is, mine is sloppy. It's sitting right beside me. You can uh, see it. I do it every morning. Like, Nice. That's your that's your left. Yeah, that's my left. Okay. That's beautiful. It's, it's, it's nice. It's nice. So, can you share some of those affirmations with our listeners and our viewers so that um, they can be encouraged? Yeah. So, um, I, I've I was reading a book called Conscious Language, and mm. um, the basis of Conscious Language is speaking uh, and manifesting things into your life. So, things like I have, I choose, I claim, I empower, I deserve. Um, I can, I enjoy, I love. And it's about speaking these words into your life 
and on a daily mm-hmm. basis um saying these things to yourself because a lot of times we'll say we can't do something but can't is a derogatory word that when you speak it into the universe the universe don't know the difference between can and can't so it gives you what you don't want also you know what i mean so the manifestation of trying to put something out there you have to put something out there with intent you have to be specific about the things that you want and you have to say what you want with clarity so if you're saying i can't do something the universe is not going to give you the information or the knowledge that you need to be able to do it but when you say i can do it your mind start working different ways so you can learn how to do it or create it in your life Mm -hmm. absolutely and also i truly believe that um meditation is definitely a healing source mental healing physical healing sickness um sunlight for, for our people we're talking about our people right sunlight meditation See, medit- this is a difference. So prayer is really good as well. Mm-hmm. But the difference, what is the difference between prayer and meditation? Explain, explain that to the people. So my thing is, uh, I, don't, I there's not really a big difference for me with prayer and meditation. It's kind of like the same thing. The only difference is that with meditation, we sit there. But a lot of times people pray and they they get up and then expect their blessing to come. You have to sit there and wait for the answer to come. So meditation to me is waiting for that answer to come, waiting to receive that answer from God, from the universe or whatever it may be that you believe in. But it's waiting and sitting still, being patient to know that he's going to give you the information and knowledge and the um, understanding to be able to move about in this world. So meditation is similarly to prayer, but it's waiting for the answer after you don't pray for the things that you want. Absolutely. And I like to meditate after I pray. Um, and sometimes I meditate before I pray, but for me, meditation is listening, listening, talking it up, right? And so you're speaking to the God, but medita- in meditation, you're listening to the God. Definitely. What's the difference for you? Yeah, this is a beautiful thing. Like, I, I, I love meditating. Uh, I do it, like I said, I do it every morning. And you were speaking of a lake. I go to this lake that's uh, near my house where I go work out at. And I sit on the dock of the lake and I turn east towards the sun and I meditate just like that, right in the sun, soak up the sun, nature, you hear the birds and I just meditate there. It just brings me peace every morning so mm-hmm. I can move about my day, clear my head so I can do the things that I want to do in that day. Praise be to Allah. And that is so important. Like I remember when we lived in Brooklyn, New York, we lived across the street from the Atlantic Ocean. Mm-hmm. And just before I moved to Brooklyn, New York, I was I had been living in the homeless shelter, me and my children. And um, it was like a really, really rough couple of days. And at the end of the week, I had took the children to school. And that Friday, I went to Coney Island and I sat on this rock right on the ocean. And I sat there and I meditated and I, like the breeze, the birds, the seagulls, everything. And um, and the water hitting the, hitting the shore and everything. And I just, you know, my owns and my tones and, yeah. you know. And then after I was done, I turned around and I looked at this apartment building and I said to myself, I'm going to get an apartment in that building. And sure enough, 90 days later, I had moved in that building. (laughs) That's what's up. So you used to live in Coney Island? Yeah, that's where we moved from. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. I used to live in uh, East New York, uh, Crescent, Beaumont, Blank. So where, what year was that? Because I lived in East New York too. Um, I lived there. what was it four years ago because we moved to upstate for a year 
and then we moved down south. Um, so we stayed there for three years. Um, I'm gonna say around 2013 to probably 2016, we stayed in uh, East New York. So okay, so I was in New York. I was in East New York in like the nineties. I was a young one. Okay, so yeah, you. I wasn't even in New York at that point in time. I was uh, in North Carolina at that point in time in the nineties. I didn't hit New York until two thousand and two, November of two thousand and two. Nice. Okay. So where whereabouts upstate were you guys? Uh, we was in Monroe, New York. Okay. Yeah, yeah, was up there. So yeah, it was Orange County, probably about a good hour, two hours away from um, the city. Yeah, it's about two. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. New York, different parts of New York is New York in itself is really beautiful. But um different parts as you go further and further upstate, like Nyack, Niagara Falls. Have yeah. you been up Ooh, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Oh my man, it's like the country, really. The farther you go. No, you've been to you've been to Poughkeepsie, you've been to Kingston. Like the farther you go up, the more country it gets. And I love that. I'm I'm more of an outdoorsy type of person. Like I gotta my feet gotta touch the ground, the dirt, you know. I got to feel it in my hands. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely me. So let's get into physical health. What's okay. your take on that? And how can you give us some, some, you know, some clues or some tips on to succeed at physical health? Um, so my thing with physical health is it's about movement, honestly. Um, it's not about the traditional way of you have to go to the gym and you have to work out a certain way. Um, like I tell most of my clients and the people that follow me is, do what you enjoy doing to get your physical health. It could be a double dutch. It could be jump roping, playing basketball, playing football, but just staying active and doing something that just keeps your body moving. Like for me, I like jogging. I like working out and doing workouts. Then you might see me playing basketball with my nephews. We playing one-on-one. I might throw the football with uh, my uh, sons or whatever it may be. So I like doing different things because once you do that routine of going to the gym every day, it becomes boring. It becomes repetitive. And then you don't want to do it no more. So when you find different ways to work out and enjoy your workout, then you're able to constantly do it. You're able to achieve the goals that you want to do. So uh, physical health is important. Like for me, I have a granddaughter. I just uh, recently had a granddaughter. Uh, Congratulations. Like you. Oh, six. man. Thank you. She's beautiful. Yeah. She's, he posted pictures of her. Let me show you. Yeah. So me understanding, me understanding physical health is I want to be able to run around with her and do those things that yeah. uh, I was a, I'm able to do with my kids that my grandparents wasn't able to do. So it's important me to stay healthy, to move around so I can uh, enjoy harmony when she get older and she want to run out and play right. high seek or ride a bicycle. I want to be able to be there with her with every one of those movements. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I always tell people, even if you're not a jogger type of person, you can get out and walk. Definitely. You can walk, you can, and you have to you have to push yourself because if you're doing the same routine physically every day and you don't feel no burning, yeah. you, you, you gotta do it a little harder. You can walk a little faster, you know, swing your arms, you know. Um, so so yeah, you gotta do it, even if it's just walking. It's very, very important, my people, black people, go outside. When it's sunny outside, get in that sun, baby. COVID can't stand the sun. Yeah. COVID can't, sickness can't stand the sun. And that's what they understand. That's why they closed us up in the house so we could not be in the sun, so we couldn't heal ourselves. But they didn't understand that. They wanted to trap us in so we wouldn't get the healing that we need so our body could uh, understand it. Because at the end of the day, we need that vitamin D for our body, and that comes directly from the sun. Exactly. Exactly. The sun gives us minerals that we can't get from food. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So um, I don't know if black people realize that. 
Sun gives us minerals that we cannot get from foods alone. That's why it's very important. When I, when I sit in the sun, I feel so complete, so full. You know, and I like to sun gaze. I do something where I sun gaze. I'll, I'll line the sun up with my pineal gland mm -hmm. right here, my third eye, and I close my and I just stand there, close my eyes and stand there. And some arms get tired. And I mean, whoo, powerful. Yeah, it rejuvenates your whole body. It makes you feel Absolutely. brand new um, to a certain extent. Absolutely. It's very, very important for us. Uh, nutritional health. Whoo, now listen. <laughs> <laughs> We love our collard greens and our uh, cornbread and what else? Make baked macaroni and cheese. <laughs> what else? Barbecue bread. We don't do no pork now. Now listen. Nah, nah. We, ain't, we ain't messing with the with pig. No we pork on our fork. No pork on our fork. But for the black people that do, talk to them. Um, and it's it's nothing wrong with uh, collard greens. The thing is that I have a problem with is when they put the turkey necks and the yes. pork and things like that inside oh, the collard greens. Yeah, yeah. Because the collard greens is healthy. The the cabbage is healthy. The black eyed peas is healthy. The things like that. But my thing is finding a new way to eat healthy and enjoy it. Um, I found myself cooking meals for my mother. I found myself cooking meals for my uh, sisters, uh, my wife, and my kids and things like that. And I just find a new way of doing it for to be healthy um like right. yesterday i cooked my wife and kids chili without the meat in it so they got right. the chili without the meat or i might cook nachos without the meat and things like that so it's finding a fun way to do it but still able to be still able to enjoy the foods that you right. like but just taking out certain things in it because like i say i never tell people to stop eating meat i just say balance it cut it out your um your your um consumption sometimes so you can be able to digest the other foods and to release it out your body exactly that's that's the most important because the thing is a lot of us have really big stomachs because we got food in our stomachs from 10 years ago mm -hmm. we got meat still being processed and gmo products that haven't processed since you was 11 years old 100 percent, and that's the thing that they don't understand they don't understand that we our digestive system is 26 feet long so when we okay. chew up meat and eat meat, it takes up to six days for that meat to even digest in our body. So when we're consuming meat three times a day, sometimes four times a day, you got to think about the time that it's going to take to digest. So when you're right. in vegetables and able to break that down, you're able to push that out within an hour or two and you're able to release that out your body. Yes, absolutely. It's very important. I think that, um, do you think that um, colon cleanses are important? Um what type of colon cleanses do you mean? You mean like enemas? Not, not enemas. <laughs> <laughs> don't be picking stuff up your up your body now. You That's can do. Yeah, no, don't uh, do that. Definitely a natural colon cleanse, like a detox. Um, drink water. Uh, even fasting to a certain extent, because I've realized that sometimes I fast for like a day, two days, and three days, and it just helps my body, and it also helps my mental health. And what yeah. I what I'm starting to understand is all of this stuff is connected one way or the other. These four helps that I talk about is all connected within a self. We might just look at nutritional health. We might look at physical health and we might look at mental health. But you got to think about it. Our mindset starts with, OK, how am I going to eat today? You understand? Am I going to discipline myself? Am I going to eat this or I am not going to eat this? Our mindset starts with the physical health, understanding, okay, am I going to work out a day or do I feel like it? Am I going to give up when I'm when it mm -hmm. starts burning or when it starts getting hard? I mean, right. financial health, you got to have that correct mindset of understanding money and things like that. That's so great. it all joins together one way or other, but we only, we, we separate them, but they're all in one. 
They are. Absolutely. They're all in one because it's all about discipline. Definitely. And you can accomplish anything as long as you have discipline. And what, like, what gives you discipline? Like, what would you say if someone who has no discipline but they desire to have discipline, what's their first step to discipline themselves mentally, physically, nutritionally, and financially? Um, for for me, I, I, I can speak about myself most of the time, so I always uh, relay it um, about me. So with me, with discipline, is pushing myself a little further than what I'm used to doing. Um, being able to uh, withstand from certain things and understand, for instance, I won't eat a day just so I can understand that I can discipline myself at any point in time in my entrepreneurship journey. If I had to invest in myself or eat, I would choose to invest in myself because that opportunity might just not come again. The mm. eating and me consuming food, I can do that again. And I can do that three or four times a day. But at the end of the day, that opportunity that I might have, that I might have the money for to invest at that point in time, it might not come back around again. So it's being able to discipline yourself in different areas. Just like I was saying with writing on my left hand, it's having that patience and that discipline to do it oh, and, right. and consistently do it. Um, another thing I do is take cold showers. I've been doing that July, make a year of me just taking cold showers okay. every day. And it disciplines me to have this mindset that, okay, I'm going to push myself and hot water is enjoyable, but at the okay. same time, with cold water, it makes you be aware because that cold water hitting your body, you're just like, oh man, wow. So it's disciplining yourself to understand how can I push myself a little further than I did yesterday yeah. that I, to where I need to be so I can have the things that I want in the future. Absolutely. And I also feel that writing it down every night before you go to bed, write down the day, the next day. Mm -hmm. Monday, this is Monday. At such and such time, I need to, I will be meditating. At this time, I'll work out. At this time, I'll eat. At this time, I'll I'll have to call so-and-so and, -so and tell her or him, whatever. So write down. And I think that's one thing that I learned from the ABS tribe that's very, very important when it comes to um, strengthening yourself financially, mentally, spiritually. Um, you got to see it. You got to write it down on a piece of paper so you can see it. So get you a journal. Get you a notebook. Come in the camera, baby. Get you a journal. Get you a notebook and write down your schedule write down on monday which we have to do from let's say 5 a.m to 5 p.m uh, right no, I, I definitely right. agree right and then the rest of your day after five once you did everything that you were supposed to do on monday from five to five now you you get the next schedule for tuesday but if you didn't do something on monday now you have to add that on to tuesday Point and exactly. then also, write down your vision or your your goal and your goals, when you write down your goals, so for example, my goal is to make a million dollars in 12 months. Well, if I haven't accomplished my goal, that's my goal every single day. I'm writing that goal down. Yeah. I want to make a million dollars in 12 months. That's my goal. So what do I have to do? Well, $278 a day. If I can save, if I can save $278 a day for 12 months, then I'll have what? A million dollars. Is that a million dollars? Let me make sure. Hold on. <laughs> uh, $300 times. A day. Mm -hmm. It'll be a little bit more because three hundred dollars a day times twelve will give you. Uh, I'm doing it right here. Thirty six hundred dollars, three thousand six hundred, three hundred and sixty thousand. Sorry. It'd be a little bit more. Yeah. So it'd be close to. Um, oh, it'd be it'd be roughly about eight hundred, uh, close to a thousand dollars a day to to reach it. But I was just throwing them numbers out there just to kind of give you an idea, like. And then, of course, you have to calculate it. So if you say you want to make a million in six months, 
how can you make a million? Well, let's break it down. What do I need to make every month or every day? <laughs> or right. Hour, right. To make this million in six months to a year or what have you. So you got to. So I think when it comes to healing yourself mentally, first things first, stop lying to yourself. This is why it's important to write it down so you can see it. Because you ain't lying now. You said you was going to do this at eight o'clock. Well, if you ain't do it, then you lie to yourself. So now you got to do it tomorrow at eight o'clock. Yeah. yeah right? For me, I, I definitely write it down. Like I have a board in my room where I write down all my daily goals of what I want to hit every day. And I check them off just to know that I hit them. And I won't go to sleep until I hit that goal. Amen. And that's the thing. Like, And that's another discipline because mm-hmm. for me, for my dreams and for what I want in my plan, I don't want to go to sleep knowing that I'm hungry or I'm broke. I don't I, like I, I don't I don't understand that concept of being OK with going to sleep, knowing that I haven't at least tried to promote my business or I haven't at least tried to reach the goals that I wanted to hit on a daily basis. Like it won't be a comfortable sleep for me because I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night wondering what could I did differently or what could I have done more to achieve that goal. So it's about just discipline yourself to keep pushing or doing something a little bit more. Right. Did you have any questions? You have to ask a question or two. I'm doing all the answers. On the phone? <laughs> on the phone and writing with his left hand. Oh, okay. That's what's up. He was definitely writing with his left hand. Yeah. He wrote self-love. He wrote his name. He wrote mental health. Go ahead. Ask your questions. Because I told him to get his questions together before today's podcast. I said, go onto his YouTube channel, go onto his page and look at stuff and read stuff so that you'll know where to where your questions should be headed. But I don't think he listened to me today. Yeah. But he got to get some extra push-ups. I'm going to call Coach in a little bit because I know he's going to have practice. I'm going to give him some extra push-ups, Coach. Yeah, I saw him uh, on one of your videos playing basketball. Getting it in. He's trying to get it in. He, he grew up playing football. Okay. Um, in Brooklyn, so now it's basketball since we've been in Texas, which is cool because he's a he's a tall guy, he's a big tall dude. Yeah, which is like most most of the Daniels men are really big tall men. Yeah, my my pops is six four. Exactly, my grandfather uh, Thomas Daniels was seven seven. Oh wow, he was seven seven. He didn't play sports. He um he built houses. He built okay. houses out in Mount Vernon. That my grand, my grandfather, my father, and grew up in. He built that house. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Daniels are tall, though. Yeah, they are tall. They're tall, and a lot of them are chunky too. Like he's big, and he's definitely a Daniels. When I look at him, I see my grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's your questions? Come on. <laughs> I told you I was gonna put you on the spot if you ain't write them down. <laughs> oh girl. It's okay, you go, you're gonna figure something out. Get your creative juices flowing. Exactly. It's gonna take 20 years. No, it's not gonna take 20 years, sir. You can ask any question, man. I don't mind. Anything you want to ask? Anything you want to know? Your family. Are you related? Um, I don't well. In, in the scheme of things, yeah, we're related. But uh, as the Daniels, I don't know. Uh, I would definitely have to look in that to see um, our ancestors tree to see if we're related. Like I said uh, earlier, I do remember my uh, grandfather, the rest of so, um, he did say that he had family that came from uh, Georgia and moved up to North Carolina. 
Um, so it could be a possibility that we are related. You know what's crazy? I think that we did have, well, we I know we do have family in North Carolina on my mother's father's side, but I know my grandmother was from Augusta, Georgia. Now, I don't really know where my grandfather, I believe Georgia too. I want to say Georgia as well. I think they met in Georgia and then they got married and moved to New York. Mm -hmm. But on my mother's father's side, the Canties, they're Cherokee Indians. They're from North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, we have a lot of Indians uh, in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. There's a reservation there too, right? Um, I'm not saying if there's a reservation, but I know um, they have a lot of uh, different, especially in like um, certain parts like Lumberton, North Carolina, and things like mm -hmm. that. It's a, a, a huge tribe of Cherokee Indians and things like that in that area. Right. So that's, yeah, that's probably my grandfather, my grandfather, because my grandpa had red hair. His skin was red. His hair was red. Okay. Yeah. And he spoke with a very heavy accent. Yeah. That's crazy because I had a grandmother. My grandmother was named, uh, I don't know her real name. We called her Grandma Coop. I don't know her. She uh, was my grandfather's mother and she was tall and Indian looking. Like if you see the picture, she had like these ponytails that was braided and things like that. So uh, it could be a possibility though. Like yeah. it, it definitely could. Like we definitely got to uh, research that to definitely find out if we yeah, And then you look like Curtis's children. Like his, yeah. his book, you look like them. I'm like, so it has to be some type of connection. Yeah. It's got to be. So that's definitely beautiful. You don't have no questions? So um, for, for nutritional health, basic things that I think that people can do, well, you think that people can do, and then I'll weigh in on what I think, and then why would you weigh in on what he thinks? Basic things that people can do who are weaning themselves off of the unhealthy food intake. Um, basic things they can do is to start slow. Um, that would be number one. And before I even say start slow, I would say, first of all, you have to change your mindset around food. That would be the first um, thing that you have to do because uh, we have been conditioned to believe that certain foods are good because of the taste. But when we understand taste buds, like I've, I understand that uh, it takes seven to 14 days to replace the taste buds. Like our taste buds replace itself every seven to 14 days. Mm -hmm. So when you start putting new foods within your body and you start eating new foods, your body start becoming acclimated to the new foods that you start eating and the old food starts to die away. So it's about understanding the mindset. It's understanding that like the taste of things, it tastes good, but is it good for you? For for instance, like I'm not saying that my kids don't eat candy and things like that, but I try to uh, sustain them for eating too much candy because we I understand that candy is poison. It's an addiction. You know what I mean? And the thing is, when you understand eating candy, it decays your teeth, it decays your bones. So understanding that information is understanding that you got to have the mindset that what is right to put in my body and what's not and understanding the balance that go in between it. It's not about taking away everything, but it's about slowly understanding and learning new information that's going to help you or heal you in the process of it. Right. I just got a picture. I hope you don't mind. You want to smile? Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Ready? On three. One, two. Oh, wait, I didn't do it. I think I got it. I got it? Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to post that. Yeah. I think um, I think that you are absolutely correct when you said that your 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 taste palate changes within 14, is it 14 to 21 days, right? 
Well, it's 14 to 17 days, but it takes 21 days because you don't know when the cycle starts within those seven to 14 days. So they say at least start eating something for at least 21 days. So right. it can register within those 14 days. Well, for me, like, because like I eat Seymour's, I eat a spoonful of Seymour's every day. I always put limes and lemons in my water. If I make icy, whatever I make, I always put limes and lemons. Like I've got myself accustomed to fruits, vegetables, nuts, beans. So anytime I eat something that's not healthy, my mouth automatically creates saliva. Mm -hmm. It's so crazy. It's like loads of it. I'm like, oh, that's how I know when something's like, if I'm not sure, if I taste it, I'm like, nah, as soon as my mouth starts getting all that saliva, I'm like, that ain't, that ain't it. Yeah. Yeah. Because my taste palate changes. And it's true. If you, if, if we, if we have a, so you, most of you have babies, right? If you start feeding your baby a little thing of CMOS and some healthy food and herbs, your baby would never want candy. Your baby would never want fake food. Yeah. And the thing is, you got to think about it. The first year of birth, our kids are vegan, period, point blank, plant-based because that's all they're eating. They're either drinking cow milk or they're drinking their mother's milk, but they're only mm -hmm. eating fruits and vegetables for the first year. Um, it's not until we start implementing or chewing up meats and then we start feeding it to them that they start getting acclimated to those type of things. But for the first year, we are um, herbivores, period, point blank. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And it's crazy because my children, well, with my first son, I have a 20 year old. Um, I couldn't eat pizza and I love pizza, but I couldn't eat no pizza when I was pregnant with him. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't even take the smell of it. Like I had to literally walk a whole block and a half away around just to get home because I always passed the pizza shop to get home. <laughs> it was that bad. But with him, I couldn't eat none, nothing. Only thing I could eat was greens, vegetables, fruits, nuts. I couldn't even take the smell of chicken frying or stew, anything, baked, nothing. Eggs, milk. Butter, cheese, none of that. So your body rejected all of that. Everything. I was so sick. And then once I got the hang of it, I was probably about three months, four months pregnant. I was like, you know what? Let me stop it. Because I don't want to be sick. Like, I had to throw every meat away that was in my fridge. I'm not cooking that. I used to tell my husband. His father was my husband at the time. I, I can't take the smell. I have to leave. If you're going to cook that, I got to leave. So like, where you going? I cannot. I'm going to be sick. And then I would have to bury myself in the room and open the windows and put the little thing under the door because he won't cook what he want to eat. Yeah. It was rough with this one. I gained 10 pounds the whole entire pregnancy and the whole 10 pounds was him. Wow. He was the 10 pounds. Yep. But our, our, our body tends to reject things that we don't need, especially when we um, are pregnant and things like that. So it's not a good or a bad thing, but right. understand that those things is what provided the nutrients, the minerals, the vitamins that you need for your body for right. him to be healthy, for him to be uh, tall and big. And me, because with, with those nutrients, with those minerals, with those vitamins and protein yeah. that you was eating, it gave him that 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 built that he had. Absolutely. I do believe that. I believe that the more we eat healthy, the bigger that we'll be, because the Anunnaki's, the original people who yeah. built the pyramids, uh, their babies were like six feet tall. Yeah. So and and they ate clean. They, of course, they ate you know clean everything. So once we get back to eating clean and vegetables and herbs, we're gonna grow big and tall the way we were. Yeah. I right. definitely agree. When they see him, they're like, "How old is he?" Like he's thirteen. Damn, he big. Well, if we were in our natural state, we'd all be big. What exactly? <laughs> you know. So let's get into financial. 
basics, financial health. Anybody who's trying to, for example, um, I'm looking into getting some land because I have a lot of family out in Louisiana and I was looking at the prices of land. One acre land is about $1,200 cheap, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say I wanted to buy one acre of land within six months. What would my, my financial diet or my financial health have to look like? Um, I would say you have to start a budget. That would be number one. And a budget consists of basically writing down all your expenses and understanding what your expenses are and cutting out certain things out of your um, daily regimen that you might spend on to be able to um, have that budget and putting that money away and putting, um, putting a proper, uh, what's the word I want to use, putting a proper structure together to, to put that money in, in a certain place so it can grow or so you won't touch it. Because a lot of times if we see the money in our bank account and we see it somewhere, we're more liable to touch it or dip into it. So mm-hmm. for me, I like to not see, um, I, I don't want to see certain money that I have. And when I don't see certain money that I have, I'm able to let it just grow and to be able to keep growing. But when I see it and I might not have a certain amount of money, I want to dip into it every now and then to grab something. So I would say create a budget and write down the things that your your expenses, things that you spend it on. And it's not about taking away everything that you enjoy, but it's about balancing certain things in your life so you can get the things that you want in the future. Exactly. Exactly. So like for me, um, I had to cut back on, I had, I used to have all these apps on all the devices, like movie apps. Mm-hmm. I had to get rid of those. Then like my, where I live at, they offer um, free cable and internet. So I'm like, I have smart, I have a smart TV. I'm like, let me have them come and hook up this cable and go get a box. Cause I'd already delete the apps and we don't really watch TV like that. But in the event that we want to, like I was going to have a little fight party yesterday. I didn't end up not having it, but um in the event that we want to do something like that, you know, or we want to watch a YouTube video that I am cash might have on YouTube. We can go to the TV and now I don't have to worry about paying for that app because it already comes with. And if Definitely. it didn't, it would have been a sacrifice. I would only be able to watch it on my phone or, you know, as long as I had an internet connection. So the sacrifice for me is the movie channels, um, the apps and all that hair, going to the hair, going to the uh, hair salon, get my hair done. I know how to braid. I know how to twist. I don't need to pay nobody to do that. So, you know, and I'm saying this for the sisters and brothers out there who might want to start saving, who might want to invest in something for their family. These are just basic things that I'm doing. I know how to paint my toenails and do my fingernails. I don't need to pay nobody to do that. (laughs) And and I understand people like self-care, but uh, my thing is I remember uh, when I moved to New York with my uncle, uh, he was big on understanding finances and he used to say all the time, live like no other so you can live like no other. Mm. And it didn't resonate with me at the time, but now it resonates more and understanding that, okay, I could sacrifice now, but in the future, when I get older, I won't have to worry about working that job at 65. Yes. I see family members have to work at 70 years old at this point in time at 60 something years old because they didn't, um, put their money in the proper places so it could work for them. So yeah. now they got to spend those time, those years that they, they could have been relaxing, traveling, enjoying. They got to work and they might make an excuse. Oh, I, I, I want to work, but nobody wants to work at that age. If you had an opportunity to travel instead of work, you're going to travel instead of work. I don't want to work right now. And I'm, I'm about to be 42. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to work. Right. I was just, I had just posted up something on um, my Facebook. Yeah, I saw it. 
You said, I don't want to work for nobody, but if I have to do it, I'm going to do it for me. Yeah. Ain't nobody going to work me no more. I'm tired. I'm, I'm 40 some years old. Like my babe, my oldest is 20. My baby about to be 14. I've been working since I was 15. Yeah. I'm tired. This slave is tired. I want to slave for myself now. Point exactly. And that's the beautiful thing. And what I understood, and I didn't do the same route. If I would have worked my full-time job and worked my side, uh, my side hustle, and then transition and work my full-time job part-time and work my dream full-time it would have been an easier transition for me however i didn't do it that way i wanted to jump out there because like I, like you said i was tired of the slave work too and then living in new york i was working two jobs at the point in time i was working at a, a, a private school at one point in time and then at nighttime after i leave the private school i was going to a strip club working as a bouncer um mm. at the same time so I was working around the clock and I'm like, if I can put these many hours in someone else's life and do that, why can't I do it for myself? And that's why the mindset of I don't want to go to sleep before I hit a goal because I wouldn't get off until four o'clock in the morning at the strip club, wouldn't get home until five. I would get home at five, I sleep until five to six, get an hour of sleep. And now I would have to turn back around to catch the train to go to work, to be there by eight o'clock. So I was getting one to two hours of sleep in a 48 hour period doing it for everybody else. The money was good. The money was coming in, but the struggle on my body and my mental health wasn't healthy. But at the same time, it wasn't me because I still had a salary cap of what they was willing to give me. Cause I remember at one point in time, even with working at the, uh, the school, I wanted to uh, get a promotion. I wanted to do something different in the school, but they didn't allow me to do that. And that Mm. registered me like people is only going to let you go to a certain level if they feel like, yeah, they only gonna let you grow to a certain level. And I didn't want to have no no ceiling. So I was like, yo, I have to do this for myself. I have to, and that's where we at right now with it. <laughs> We're doing it for self. We're doing it for self right now. Talk, um, talk about um, doing for self and working for yourself, YBG. <clears throat> so, um, Financial health, working for yourself. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. You got a whole business. This would be easy to talk about. This would be easy for you. Yeah, it's the time to promote your business. There you go. Thank you, brother. You said it. I was trying so, not to say it. So, um, so. I um do yourself like one of my um my um like my what you want your what what you looking back for? We we're talking about financial health and doing for self. So one of the um the things that I used to do for stuff is uh my business. I have a business right here. You don't used to be I mean, I do, No, I didn't say I used to. Oh, I my bad. I okay. Used. Oh, used. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, I actually have a um a business right here. So, like um, talk about how so, long you. How long that that thought was in your head to do for self and why? 
what was going on around you that you saw that made you feel like it's time for you to do for self? So, so like, so I, I created this business because I, I created this business for my people. Um, reason why I want, I want to, um, like, I created this business for my people. So, because this business, I want to, I want my people to like, because I feel like if my people understand that that we are gods, young black gods, then we would we would love ourselves more. We would love ourselves more and we would we would like we would like stop killing each other and and um stop like killing each other and and hurting each other and so, so I feel like if we, so I feel like if we know that that we are gods, then we, then they won't they won't do that because you know they will have uh, knowledge of self. And how long how long was it since you had the thought to create your clothing line, your 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 um empowerment apparel clothing line? You said you were about what seven or eight I years was, old when about, you realized I was about like seven. Eight years oh, wow. old, like, when I was like, I want to start this clothing line. Like, I, like this is just always my dream. Like, I, like I want to start a clothing line. I want to start my own business. Okay. Right. I remember, I remember. I remember when I was like, I was, and then I don't know. I remember when I was like, probably like, I was probably like eleven years old, and I was like, oh, I want to get a job in my fourteen. But I realized, like, oh, what? Right. start this clothing line. So I'm saying, like, I could do for self. Like, I could do for self. Start a clothing line. You feel me? I don't have to work for nobody. You got to work for nobody. Absolutely. I'll be straight. I'll be straight. My phone be straight. So, um, yeah. Start the clothing line. This um. Started this clothing line in November, Black Friday is when the website came up. Black Friday. I think for um for me as a parent, he for when he initially told me he wanted to do his own COVID line, he was about eleven. No, he was seven. He was about seven. seven. And as a mother, single mother raising at the time I was raising three boys, because I had my two sons plus my godson. So I'm raising three boys and I'm like, okay, this child, like he came to me early, seven, eight years old. Ma, I need I want to do my own COVID line. These other ones that are older than him were not talking like that. So I was like, man, this boy, you know, okay, he's ready to step into a whole new different. And then I was always the type of mother that even though I worked, I always had like a side hustle. You know, I sold jewelry, I sold body magic, I sold her fake perfumes, I sold uh, Kirby vacuums, I, but I still had a nine to five that I had to go to. So it was just like him watching me and seeing like, you know, my mom's just a hustle. But I still could have saved the money to, to get him this clothing line that he wanted because it just wasn't available. The money just wasn't available. And I just kept saying, I need to get this big machine. And that machine was like $3,500 at the time. So let me save for this machine. Then we have to get the T-shirts and the, the clothes to market on. So it was just a whole lot. And then we were introduced to Brother Benex and digital real estate and how you can have your own clothing line by doing a, opening a dropship store. And that's when that, that, like, that dream manifested for him 
Um, once he met Brother Ben X, that dream manifested into reality for him. Yeah, I, I remember that um, that tribe meeting where he was uh, introducing and Ben and then was uh, talking to him. I remember it. That was, that was a good one. I, I'll be wanting him to, you know, he, I don't know if he forgot. We need to go on the tribe and listen to that meeting because I don't know if he forgot about that meeting or what. Yeah. We're going to go listen to that. We're going to go listen to that. But um, this child was definitely, well, all my children are entrepreneurs. But this one in particular, because he was so young with it. You know what I'm saying? Like his, his thought process is, Mom, I'm a big boy. I need to be able to help you uh, do something. You know, he's like, and he was growing at nine years old. He was, how tall were you? He, at nine years old, he was past Yeah, he was probably my height at nine. Uh, like, I was like five, seven. Right, eight. I'm five, five. I'm like nine. At nine? Oh, <laughs> nine? At nine, his feet was a size nine. In men. At nine, literally, like, he used to wear his shoe size up until, what, 10, ten years old? Yeah, like so ten years old, old I was a size, size ten. Like 11. Oh, he was eleven. So and then I was like ten and eleven. I was a size like thirteen. Right <laughs> now he's thirteen and he's a size fifteen. Uh, how tall are you? About six four. Okay. Yeah. And about the same size as my father. And he didn't even hit his growth spurt yet. I so, know. And the doctor said we're looking at his um. We were looking at his x-ray because he had injured his foot, sprained his foot playing football. And we were looking at an x-ray. And the doctor was looking at the x-ray. And then she looked at it. And then she looked at me. And she looked at it. And she looked at me again. And she started laughing. And I said, what happened? She said, I don't know whether I should laugh or cry because this boy is going to get 10 times bigger. She said she was showing me on x-ray how the bone was getting ready to go out. Like the heel of his foot was going to be out. She said, this boy probably got to be seven feet tall. And you got to feed him and clothe him. <laughs> yeah, I know. I said, yeah. we're taking donations, Doc. You know, he's <laughs> sponsor, you feel me? <laughs> so, yeah, man, this kid has always been a big boy. So, and I think he knew that he was going to be a big, big boy. So, he's like, well, let me see what I can do to help my mother. You know? And that's dope that he, he's got his own clothing on because now he can produce clothes for himself and people who may be his size that might can't find those fly type of clothes that he might want to wear in the store, he able to produce those clothes for these young guys. Cause I got a son, he's he's not as tall as him. My son is, I thought my son was tall. He's gonna be 16 this year and he's my height. Wow. And he's wearing a size 14 right now. So I be, he want to rock Jordans. And I just be like, bro, <laughs> bro. Jordans, you know how much Jordans cost? Bro. Especially for your side, like they stopped after 13. So right. That's I'm ready to cry. The last pair of Jordans he had was Kwanzaa 2019. Yeah. <laughs> he got those for Kwanzaa. And I told him, I said, baby, I think this is going to be the last ones I could afford. Because them joints was like $300. Seriously. I'm like, man, I spent, I spent like $60, $50 on my shoes, $25. I, I get a pair of all whites, $25. I'm good. <laughs> Trust me, I understand. Like, I, I, I've never been a person to, well, I'm not going to say used to. I used to spend a lot of money when I was younger, but now, like, I, I even, if you see me, like, I, I got on a shirt for you today. Like, you you see me in a tank top right. and things like that. And the reason why is because I remember um, uh, Zuckerberg, he said that he had a change of, like, four or five clothes, but it was the same outfit that he wore because he didn't want to take the mental capacity of trying to figure out what he wanted to wear. 
because I know, especially with my wife, my wife takes an hour to get dressed and find clothes. <laughs> if you think about an hour time of, of trying to find clothes, how much time could you spend on your business or something else that was productive within your business that you could do? So I throw on some tank tops and a basketball short and people see me walking around every day. I go to the mall with tank top, passing out business cards with tank tops. <laughs> I'm on my lives with it. I'm doing videos with it because I don't want to have the capacity of thinking what I want to wear. You know what I mean? I want to focus on, okay, what I'm trying to build, what I'm trying to do in the process of it. So I understand like buying expensive clothes at this point in time in my life is just not important for me. Later on, once I get to that position of where I am and I can get somebody to 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 get the clothes that I want or have um, a person to design the clothes that I want, then cool. But at this point in time, I don't want to focus on it. Right. It's just too much. And that's what I, that's where I'm at. Like with my hair. That's why I'm like, I have to lock my hair because it's just too much. Like, I don't want to have to get up every day and get in the mirror. Like, OK, what are we going to do today? No, I don't. I care about it, but I don't care about it that much. Like that was one thing that was a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. And now it's a big deal breaker. Like, let me put my hijab on. Let me wrap my scarf on my head and go. Let me lay down my baby ed- edges and go. You know, or let me just lock it and go. Because I ain't got time. It's not It's not enough hours in a day. It's too much work to do. Yeah. You Definitely know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to start a COVID line for myself as well soon. Um, so y'all stand by for that. There's going to be a modesty COVID line. So we're going to have head guards and we're going to have modest that cover our our butt and thighs, right? Um, that sisters can feel comfortable wearing with nice prints and colors and things like that. Because it's time. That's where we at now. It's time for that. Yeah. That sounds dope, though. That definitely sounds dope. I want to have some for brothers, too. Like, we have the dashiki shirts for brothers. We got some good stuff coming for y'all. Okay. Yeah. i definitely be on the lookout for that. I appreciate you, brother. So give the people your your uh, your social media handles and any last remarks that you want to leave in their spirit before we go. Um, my social media handles, um, you can catch me on Instagram at I M underscore C-A-S-H-E. Um, you can also catch me on Facebook at I'm Cash or you can uh, check me out as Donnell Daniels. Uh, D-O-N-N-E-L-L-D-A-N-I-E-L-S. Um some last handles. Um, focus on your, um, like I say, focus on the four healths, man. Uh, understanding nutritional health and understanding how to eat right. Understanding physical health and understanding how to build the body. Understanding mental health, how to build a mind and financial health. Financial health. Understanding how to invest, allocate, grow, and budget, and also um, build generational wealth. So um, my thing is just to empower the people. Um, to motivate the people to do more, to, to show the people that they can do more, even with small things, we can grow as we keep pushing forward. So um, that's my hand. Uh, check me out. You can check out my uh, website, www.omcash.com, where you can get my ebooks and you can get my services. You can click my link in my bio where I have uh, nutritional courses. And I also have um, I just came out today with a um the best version of yourself course which is a self-help yeah. course. so you can uh check that out um also that's dope that's dope we gotta check that out we gotta check that out so it's www.imcashe.com mm-hmm. okay i'm putting that in there for for the people yes definitely well we we do appreciate you for coming on the podcast we're definitely going to have you come back and maybe you come back with your sons, you know, come back with your boys so they can build. Yeah, definitely. I definitely come back uh, with my sons. Um, I have no problem with it. They like talking, so it'd be definitely cool. Like talking. He's so shy. Like, yeah, 
he'll, he'll grow out of it sooner or later. Yeah. As you get more comfortable to, with the camera, being in front of the camera, he'll get out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And you got to be prepared. Tell him how he, he should have been prepared with some questions for you today, brother. Get on him. Let him know. I ain't going to get on him, but yeah, preparation is always key, man. Um, uh, my, my ideology is uh, there's no such thing as luck. It's when preparation meets opportunity. So always be ready um, to give. That's why at the end of the day, even building my platform, I come out with a lot of services and things like that on my website and things. But at the end of the day, I might not have the followers that I want. But at any time when the opportunity comes, I'm already prepared for it so they can get whatever they need at the point in time that they need it. That's right. Did you hear that? You got that? Mm -hmm. All right. So we definitely have uh, other guests coming on. He's going to be prepared for because he got that bit of advice that you gave him. And it's a saying that I like to say, stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. Feel me? Definitely, definitely. So you got uh, to do a peace, love, and a life for us. You know how to do it? Uh, I don't know how to do the hand gestures, but I could do it uh, with the whole thing. So show, show them how it go. Peace, love, life. Life is just a, a it's word. The peace, love, life. All right, let's do it on three. One, two, three. Peace, peace love, and life. Then you got to be like, light? Light. Here you go. There you go. Yeah. Thank you for having. Well, thank you for coming, brother. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate your presence. We have learned a lot, and we got some great takeaways. And we're definitely going to add these things to our daily regimens. And we can't wait to have you back. Definitely. Thank you for having me. It's an honor and a pleasure to meet both of you. Well, to talk to you and to meet you, young guy. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks again. Peace, All love, right. and light. Peace. Yeah. That's dope.